Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ according to John. When Mary came where Jesus was and saw him, she knelt at his feet and said to him, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Judeans who came with her also weeping, he was greatly disturbed in spirit and deeply moved. He said, Where have you laid him? They said to him, Lord, come and see. Jesus began to weep. So the Judeans said, See how he loved him. But some of them said, Could not he who opened the eyes of the blind man have kept this man from dying? Then Jesus, again greatly disturbed, came to the tomb. It was a cave, and a stone was lying against it. Jesus said, Take away the stone. Martha, the sister of the dead man, said to him, Lord, already there is a stench because he has been dead four days. Jesus said to her, Did I not tell you that if you believed, you would see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. And Jesus looked upward and said, Father, I thank you for having heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I have said this for the sake of the crowd standing here, so that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet bound with strips of cloth, and his faith wrapped in a cloth. Jesus said to them, Unbind him and let him go. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise May I speak in the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Is it my imagination, or has the pandemic made many of us grumpy and sort of short, and just not always the people we would like to be? I stood in several lines this week, one at the Safeway up in Nevada, right near my house, and I heard my fellow Morenites saying the harshest things about the store and the checkers and the lack of when the toilet paper was out, whatever it was, and then turning to other people in the line to try and get people to sort of get riled up against, against, the, against you know, just grumpy, grumpy. On the other hand, it strikes me to say also that people have also shown incredible kindness and compassion during the pandemic, more than we might have expected. For the first time the other day, I went to the McDonald's right near my house where I like to get my senior coffee with three creams, and it turned out that the man in front of me had already paid for me. It's the first time that's ever happened. It was such a beautiful gesture of random kindness that someone did that. So today we celebrate All Saints Sunday, and I know that you as a congregation are assembling a, a list of your beloved dead, the people who have gone before us, who you will pray for over these next weeks coming up to Advent. Um, but today I thought I would just talk a little bit about saints and about blessings. Many of us grew up thinking that saints are the untouchable, perfect, pure people whose character and whose uh, um, uh, countenance we could never hope to attain. 
And we see these in our stained glass windows. And this is what many of us grew up to believe, that saints are people that are sort of up on a pedestal. But I'd like to offer you the words of the great theologian and writer Frederick Beekner, who said this about All Saints Day. He said, on All Saints Day, it is not just the saints of the church that we should remember in our prayers, but all the foolish ones and wise ones, the shy ones and overbearing ones, the broken ones and whole ones, the despots and tosspots and crackpots of our lives, who one way or another have been our particular fathers and mothers and saints, whom we have loved without knowing we loved them, and by whom we were helped to whatever little we may have, or ever hope to have, of some kind of seedy sainthood of our own. Frederick Beekner from his book, The Sacred Journey. So today on All Saints Day, I'd like to leave behind that simple view that we all grew up with and just um, consider a little bit more about um, how Frederick Beekner thinks of the saint, the crackpot, the broken one, the overbearing one. If we cannot be perfect, and who among us, there are many of us who try to be perfect, uh, myself included, but uh, none of us are perfect. And indeed, whether we are perfect or not, there is always something that we can offer another, and that is a blessing. And that's what I've been thinking about as I've gone about Marin this week, noticing both these random acts of kindness and these really random acts of grumpy pandemicness. We often think of blessings as gifts which are bestowed upon those who need them. So, for example, we bless our children and our young people as they go out into the world, as they begin a new school, as they begin a new grade. We ask our parents' blessing in marriage. We take, we bless, and break, and give the holy bread and wine of communion for our healing and for the healing of the whole world. So we ask for blessings, and we also receive them. And we are reminded today on what has now become known, this, these all, uh, all Hallows' Eve, Halloween, All Saints' Day, and All Souls' Day, those are, uh, in our modern era, are becoming known as the fall triduum, those three days, which always go together, the 31st, the 1st, and the 2nd, that we extend blessings ourselves on those days in the holy ways that we live our lives as faithful people and in the holy ways that we encounter one another. In the words of another famous writer and theologian, Henry Nouwen, to give someone a blessing is the most significant affirmation that we can offer. To give someone a blessing is the most significant affirmation we can offer. Nouwen says it's more than a praise, it's more than a word of praise or appreciation. It's more than a gesture. It's more than pointing out someone's good deeds or talents. To bless someone, says Nowen, is to affirm a person's position as a dearly loved child of God. In the words of all saints, the collect that we've just prayed together, knit together in one communion in the mystical body of Christ. To bless someone creates an irrevocable relationship which touches the original 
goodness of the other. So many of us grew up with original sin. Let's put that aside and think about original blessing, original goodness, that a blessing touches the original goodness of the other. I think some of you know that I've recently ended a three-year ministry as the priest in charge at um, St. Francis of Assisi Episcopal Church in Nevada, up north, and if you've ever been to that campus or haven't been, I, I uh, urge you to go. It's right near the Rustic Bakery, downtown in, on near Grant Avenue. And every day the grounds of that church are open to the neighborhood. Homeless people sleep there every night. People in need of a moment of calm come there from the retail stores and the businesses along Grant Avenue. People come to pray in the beautiful outside chapel there. Families come to walk their dogs. They come to show their children where the children went to preschool. They take in a moment of peace. And all of those people who come to that place bless the people, the congregation of St. Francis, with their presence. The people feel safe there, loved there, as they do here at Church of Our Savior. One Sunday, one of the unhoused neighbors left roses at the, at the front door of the church that she had purchased from Safeway in thanksgiving for our care of her. It deeply moved every person who saw her give that blessing. So today, on All Saints Sunday, we pray for ourselves in communion with all of those who have gone before us and, and indeed all of those who will come after us. We pray for those that we know and for those we don't know, whose names are known and whose names remain known to God alone. We bless and we ask the blessing of those who have died who are just beyond the thin veil between this world and the next. So I invite you to think this morning about whose blessing are you seeking today? Who among the saints would you like to ask a blessing of? Take a moment and bring those people into awareness. We remember today those people who are, by their lives and by their example, have given us an example of how to live a holy life. God's saints are ordinary people who have shown the rest of us how to bless others and how to receive God's blessing. To bless someone calls forth their blessing, says Nowen. To bless someone brings forth their blessing. So on this All Saints Day, as we pray, we'll continue with the prayers of the people and the Nicene Creed. Let us pray for God's continuing blessing upon us, upon this congregation, upon this town, upon our Marin County, and upon our elected leaders, upon the first responders, upon all those who are working, known and unknown to us, for a peaceful Sunday and for a peaceful week ahead. And let us also bless God, give our blessing, who both in our lives here and in our next lives to come promises to bless us and keep us. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.
Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace. We hope to greet you in person very soon. Yeah.